0: Welcome to the teaching ministry of Magnolia's First. To learn more, visit m1bc.org. Well, today's a, a difficult day to kind of navigate all the emotions that I'm uh, feeling right now is uh, to announce the pasting, passing of one of our staff members, Larry, and uh, just the deep love we have for him and then with Steve, to uh, you know, it's like we we want to mourn. There will be a time to celebrate Larry's life. Right now, we want to mourn, and I want to celebrate Steve. And that's in complete conflict with each other. Uh, Seth, one of our other pastors, he's our groups pastor. We were we were talking in the connection center. I ran out there real quick to get a, a thing of water, and he said, uh, he goes, you know, but. This couldn't have happened in a better person leaving than Steve, (laughs) because Steve would not let it be about him anyway. Uh, If if you know Steve well enough, let me talk about him. And uh, but uh, Steve has led faithfully for 17 years. He's been my worship pastor for 17 years uh, here. Friendship beyond that, actually working in student ministry together and doing different things. But. uh, but I had to kind of laugh, if, if you're here for the very beginning, the bass was not working. And, and Steve is one, he would have waited for 30 minutes for that bass to come on. And, uh, and one might say that it's for the sake of the show. But if you know Steve well enough, it had nothing to do with music, had nothing to do with instrumentation. It had everything to do with the person that was behind the bass, and that was his band member, Chris. And Chris had prepared, Chris was ready, and, and Steve is a leave-no-guy-behind type person. And, uh, and that's what uh, my wife and I have talked about it, the staff and I have talked about it. The, the thing about Steve is in worship, it is never, ever, ever, I've never seen it be about Steve. And that is hard for a worship leader to accomplish because they're so concerned about how it's gonna sound, what people are gonna think about them. But uh, but for Steve, it's, it's that, that he just worships God. I'm going to miss that, Steve, in a, a deep way, uh, that, uh, just that, that sincerity of worship. Uh, for for Larry, um, I'm thinking about him, and it, it all has to do with what we want to talk about today. And it... it so we're in a marriage series We're kind of defining, describing, and challenging each of us To live out God's family plan, as we've titled the series uh, To the biblical model of a Christian marriage and family Last week we talked about uh, the role of the mother We kind of picked up on, or picked on the men rather than the women You know, we made the day about the men But men, don't worry, Father's Day is coming Okay <laughs> And just so you know, on that day, we'll also pick on you, okay? So that's just the way it's going to keep. But but today, we're talking about the marriage uh, commitment. And when we talk about commitment, we're going to talk about the type of relationship that God has challenged us, commanded us to have with our spouse. And and that, that is a mirror of his covenant relationship with us. And so I can honestly say both Steve in my life and Larry in my life were covenant types of uh, friendships. And uh, I, I want to read, I think it's appropriate, one of, uh, one of you guys sent me this this morning about Larry, really before we knew uh, that, that he had passed, just out of 2 Timothy Uh, chapter 4 and and let me read this about Larry it says 2nd Timothy chapter 4 verse 5 but you should keep a clear mind in every situation don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you um, that ended with fully carry out the ministry that God has given you. Let me tell you a, a saying that Pastor Larry had. And he would always say, I'm going to plow to the fence. Uh, meaning that he was going to do ministry until the very end of his life. He was going to plow all the way to the fence. And and Larry did that. He, he plowed to the fence and never ever uh, stopped. Uh, many of you were a, a, a benefactor of his ministry if you knew him. If, if you were in the hospital, uh, he probably came by uh, to visit you. Something he would always say to someone who was in the hospital. He, when I would go and, and, and make a visit with him, he would say this. He would say, I didn't come to stay. I came to pray. And uh, I don't know if any of you ever heard that uh, As you're laying in your hospital bed But that's what he would say as the, And then he would make it about prayer Make it about uh, that And when I had the opportunity to go visit him Me and my wife and uh, Dalton and Chelsea We all went to go see him on Tuesday uh, He was doing really well And so I kind of had that moment of, of encouragement uh, He was laughing and, and able to share some things And, and uh, I got to his and said, I said Larry I've been waiting about 15 years to tell you this, and he goes, and you have to know, what? <laughs> you know, it's just kind of a, you know, he, I, when when he and I would talk, he would always know where are you coming from, Mill? What are you about to say? But uh, I said, Larry, I didn't come to stay; I came to pray. And he just started laughing, but uh, it, it was uh, it was a good a, a good moment with him, Larry. Uh, Larry modeled the relationship to me that I want to talk about you about with you today. Uh, he modeled a, a covenant friendship. So we're talking about a covenant uh, marriage relationship today, but really relationships go all over the map, and there's a difference between what we would say is a covenant friendship and then just simply a friendship, or you might even, uh, the difference between a contract you know, and a covenant. But a covenant is forever, and it's not dependent on the performance or, or giving of the other person. And so if you knew Larry, Larry is one of my favorite type of people because the friendship with Larry was easy. What I mean by that is when you would walk into a room or Larry would walk into a room, Larry was the same Larry no matter what scenario. And uh, and that rates very high for me for a man of character he was comfortable in his own skin he knew who he was he did not have to change to 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 present a different personality to different people larry was larry and he offered himself in friendship to other people and so the larry i experienced in staff meetings and things like that is the same larry that you experienced if you had the opportunity meet him and so what i attribute that to is a genuine relationship and a genuine relationship that was a covenant type of relationship and not just a give and take uh, relationship let me uh, move on and what we're going to talk about today is the marriage commitment listen to ephesians chapter 5. And we talked a little bit about this last week, and now we're going to go into it a little bit deeper and talk about what commitment means. It says, as the Scriptures say, this is verse 31 of Ephesians 5, as the Scriptures say, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. This is a great mystery, but it is an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one this is the why of marriage the the why of marriage is that i can i can exhibit god's love to my spouse and and better than that other people can see that illustration of god's love in my life as i love my spouse they will see how god loves others is that always true no, I'm not a perfect person, okay? But the, the true love that God calls us to is a model of God's love that he has for each of us. And so let me give you some filters this morning, because I know some of you are not married. Some of you may be widowed or you're a widower and, uh, or, or you're single. And maybe you're happy you're single. You know, you're like, I don't have to mess with any of this, you know. But, uh, but what, the filter I want to give you is for each of us in maybe a different stage today. And I want you to not tune out based on us talking about the marriage relationship. Now, it is epically important. As a marriage That we understand this Because again What does scripture say It is the illustration That God is presenting to the world uh, Of his love for each of us But so here, here's the filter If you are not a Christ follower, married or not, single, you know, married, whatever, if you are not a Christ follower, what I want you to listen for today, maybe you've been seeking out God, maybe you're kind of still checking out the things, you're not ready to go all in on Jesus. Here's what I want you to hear today. I want you to hear the type of love that God, Jesus wants to have for you. The type of love God, the type of relationship that God wants to have with you. And it's a covenant relationship. Again, I'll say that. It's a covenant relationship where he is expecting nothing in return. And we'll we'll dig that out more. But this is the type of love and commitment that God wants desperately to have with you and has offered up to you. If you are a Christ follower and you're without a spouse for whatever reason, I want you to listen to that covenant relationship that God does have with you. And then if you're lonely, hurt, then, then listen to the term, of God's love listen to how much God loves you in the midst of that and then reflect on yourself do you exhibit that love to others and then if you if you are married if you're a Christ follower with a spouse then here's you have the greatest challenge for the next 20 minutes I want you to think only about yourself it's the only time I'll ever ask you to do that think only about yourself and not about your spouse. Are you with me on that? I see a lot of dead stares, just so you know. See, I, I, I can see you and your spouse cannot. Uh, when, we, when we talk about whatever, you know, love is, I don't want you to think, well, he doesn't love me like that, or she doesn't love me. I want you to think purely about yourself. Do I love my spouse in the way that scripture is saying and so those are the filters i want you to kind of grab today so we're looking at commitment and for a marriage to be healthy commitment is absolutely essential let me give you kind of three three things that uh that we are committed to as christ followers in a marriage number one we're committed to christ We need to be committed to Christ. We need to be committed to Scripture. We need to be committed to our spouse. And here's the commitment level. Ephesians 5.21, we talked about it last week. Again, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And so there is this binding of three people. Maybe you've been to a wedding and, and you've seen, it's one of my favorite illustrations in the marriage ceremony, and it's the cord of three strands, and the couple will, will braid the strands. And it represents, you know, you got the one cord that, that would be the husband, one the wife, and one would be the... Uh, Uh, Christ and God and so those are all woven you know together and so Christ being a a, a, the most important part of that relationship as I was uh, going to bed last night the news was on and I noticed that Britney Spears had a quote about love and I said well I need to catch this because this might be helpful for tomorrow and, uh, and I literally did, it was, it was uh, it had already played and I rewound it, I was like, I gotta find that quote. And Britney Spears on love, man, what does she have to say? And, and she, uh, she lost a child, and, and it said, uh, she was just quoting, she said, uh, our, our love is our strength, and I forget what else she said, and I don't, I don't know the guy she's married to. But uh, I read that and I was like, well, that, that's not bad, you know, our love is, right. but then I thought, no, that, that's not complete. Because you, you cannot say, even as, a, well, as any couple, that our love is our strength because I am a fallible person, my wife is a fallible. If, if our love is the strength, as Britney Spears would say, well, then when times get tough, that love, that strength is on very shaky ground. And that's where, as you know, if you are a Christ follower, it is is that the, the bond with God that becomes our strength. When I fail... When, when, when my wife would fail My spouse would when, when we do not act the way That God had called us to act It is the strength and the bond of Christ It is that type of love uh, That is our strength So Britney Spears almost got it right But she just missed a, a, a small element that, uh, that sometimes we fall into that trap And that we, we still kind of rely on each other And so we have to have Christ But So the commitment to Christ, the commitment to Scripture, the commitment to our spouse, the first two are not all that complicated. Uh, When I say you need to be committed to Christ, I'm not saying it's easy to do, but in reality, you're not going to disagree with me or you wouldn't be here this morning. You know, yeah, we need to be committed to Christ. That's not all that complicated. When you get to Scripture, well, that's not complicated at all either because Scripture is true. In fact, sometimes you'll hear, you know, very worldly counselors quote items of Scripture. What do you have? Be quick to listen and slow to speak. Nothing wrong with that. I wish you would be more of that, you know? Y'all didn't catch me on that. Okay, you did. Good. She, my wife did, I assure you. But, uh, but yeah, again, I want you to apply this to you, not to your spouse. So when we hear, be quick to listen, slow to speak, we know that our life would be much easier if we would do that in our marriage. Let no unwholesome well words come out of our mouth. We know that if we would follow Scripture that it is easy. But then when we get to our spouse that submit to one another, it gets a little bit complicated. That's where I want to hang out today. Because think about that. This is where we're going to learn about God's love. You're going to learn about God's love when you learn how to properly love your spouse. And there is no doubt about that. And so our commitment to Christ is very personal. You would agree with that, right? As an individual, we commit to christ that is a personal commitment our commitment to scripture again that is a personal commitment that i would do on my i'm committed to scripture to to carry out those things in my marriage in my life but then when you get to the commitment of each other would you agree with me that that's a mutual commitment i'm waiting for you to agree so i can call you you're wrong okay And uh, if you know me well enough, it's like I bait you in just to tell you you're wrong That somehow gives me some kind of a pleasure It's very natural for me Actually, when I I started thinking about it, I was like, yeah I mean, my commitment to Christ, that's on a personal level That needs to be, it it needs to be mutual I mean, we need to do it together But on a very personal level, I I need to have a commitment to Christ I need to have a personal commitment to Scripture to be a better husband And then I thought, well, for, for my spouse, we need to have a mutual commitment That's not true Because what I'm talking about today is a covenant relationship, a covenant commitment to your spouse. And a covenant commitment does not depend on the other person. It only depends on you. It only depends on me. And that's why we can't, we, we can't apply that to our… Is mutual commitment necessary? Absolutely. But the way we love is in a covenant type of way in that I am not loving in order to receive. I am not gonna follow the tenets of scripture to love my wife how scripture tells me to in order to receive back her love. Scripture is way different. It says love and, and just simply love. The Bible teaches that unconditional love, right? The unconditional love that no matter what I will love you, and so that is a relationship that does not depend on uh, needs being met by you, you know, rewards by you. It is simply a a giving and sacrificial love. That's the love that God models. God models and gives a love to us that is pure. It is without expectation. In fact, God commits to us knowing how much we are going to disappoint Him in the future, right? I mean, He knows our actions. In fact, you can kind of play that out. One thing my wife and I talked about is you really can't disappoint God because disappointment indicates surprise, and you're not going to surprise God because He knows everything, yet He still chose you. He still loves you in all that. And so in our culture today, Think about this. We live in a consumer relationship society. Hang with me on that. That's the model of relationships that is given to us. It is a consumer-based model. And let me kind of read what I mean by the definition. It means we stay connected to people as long as they are meeting our current needs at an acceptable cost. Think about that. That is a true reality in many of our friendships, in many of our, and unfortunately in many marriages, even in the church, we stay connected to people as long as they are meeting our current needs and at an acceptable cost. And so then we are, when we are no longer profiting, what do we do? We sever the relationship, the relationship's over. You can look at friendships in your past, and and more than likely, some of those have been severed because they they were not a, a relationship built on a covenant. I have 100% confidence that distance for Stephen Holly is not going to sever our relationship. Uh, it's, it's more than that. It's more than just meeting regular needs. Um, it is a, a covenant-type relationship that God wants us to have, and covenants are for the benefit of the other person. I will include this at most marriage ceremonies that I would give. Covenants are for the benefit of the other person. They're permanent and they're unconditional. Uh, In fact, I would share with you one thing a marriage counselor encouraged for my wife and I when we first got married was to take the word divorce out of your language. And, and that is one thing we committed to each other to do. And I can honestly say that when Michelle and I, believe it or not, we are normal, we are human, when we would have an argument, uh, never ever do I feel that the relationship is at risk. The relationship is not at risk. The rest of the day, at extreme risk, okay? <laughs> That's no lie about it. But, uh, but the relationship is not at risk, and that's, that's massively important because in a covenant, the relationship is never uh, at risk. In fact, when we, when we talk about vows, today in many wedding ceremonies, the vows end up being a declaration of, of a couple's you know, current love. You know, I love you so much, but in reality, a, a vow, and, and the vows that, that you, in fact, I was going to read mine and Michelle's vows today, but guess what? I don't remember them, okay? And I guarantee you, you don't remember your own vows either unless someone could give them to you. I thought about trying to get them, but then uh, it's on a VHS tape. I don't have a VCR, and so I'm not sure how that's going to work out. But, uh, but here's the thing. The, the commitment, the actual vows, the words, okay, we're not this declaration of the love I had for Michelle back in that year. Okay, a vow is a declaration of the promise of a future love, no matter what, through sickness, through health, through poverty, through all those things. And so, and so that's what the vow is in a marriage. It is a covenant that I am promising you a future love no matter what and so we we have that future love with our spouse that is guaranteed now let me put this into reality there's one relationship that you have that you have or maybe have had That would be a covenant relationship Where you received nothing And that would be if, if you've ever had a child If you were blessed enough to have a little child A baby And maybe it's a baby of another one Or something like that Or maybe for you, you need to make it about a puppy I'm not sure, okay But, uh, but that love that you have for a newborn Guess what? That newborn has nothing to offer you. Not maybe a smile, but let me tell you what. They offer a lot more than a smile throughout the course of a day, right? And and could you imagine how would you feel if a mom came up to you and they said, "You know what? I think I'm kind of done with this child." You know, this is really just too hard and completely unrewarding. What would you think of that mom of that dad? You'd be angry. Okay, unfortunately we do see that in our culture today. But to think that you would give up a child because the relationship was unrewarding is it just blows your mind. But the reality is that is the type of love, okay, we are called to that God has for us. It is a covenant love that whether the relationship is rewarding or not at the time, we are committed uh, to that relationship. Before I forget and before I move on, let me give a minor disclaimer. If you're listening to me and you are in a, a hostile or an abusive relationship, you need to talk to somebody okay? I'm I'm about to give you the measure and how we measure love, and I'm going to challenge you to love no matter what. But I do want to clearly say, if you're in a hostile or abusive relationship, we need to talk offline, okay? This this is not about you being in an abusive relationship and continuing to be abused. There is a different way to love in that regard. But So I I just want to throw that out there, and if that just kind of kind of ring in your mind, then please come see me afterwards, and I would love to get you connected with someone that can help you navigate those difficult waters of how to love. Scripture does give. It does not support and necessarily love divorce, but there are some concessions for divorce in Scripture, absolutely, and some of you have had to deal with that in your own marriages. And so the the love that we have is this pure love that we would need to have as a covenant relationship. It's giving 100% and expecting nothing in return. So let me talk real quick before we close. How do we measure love? And so let me read 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 7, and I want you to listen to this and listen to how love and commitment are measured. It says, Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous, boastful, proud, or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. It keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. It's always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Here's my ultimate question to see if you've got this right. If you're married, as you listen to me say, as you listen to Scripture say, love is patient and kind, love is not jealous, love is not boastful proud or rude who did you apply that criteria to did you think to yourself man that is the rudest woman in the world or maybe you said "Man, that husband of mine he's so full of pride or maybe you just kinda went through it and did I realize I'm getting no reaction right now everybody's just kinda still that's okay let me tell you how love is measured. This is important. This is really really important. This is the key of it all. Love is not measured by how much you or I receive. It's measured by how much we give. That is the model of God's love. You're never going to outlove God, okay? Won't happen. You see, you measure your own love and your relationship. You you don't It's a covenant relationship. You've made a commitment, you've made a covenant. And so you don't measure the love you have with another based on how much you receive. You step back and you measure your love based on how much you have given. That's a covenant relationship. That's a relationship where you say, and and I have met with people that are, are in a marriage that, that honestly, you almost want to shake your head and just say, I'm sorry. But, but I've seen husbands make a choice to love their wife. A wife make a choice to love their husband regardless. Let me make a quick disclaimer. Disclaimer. It's always important when we talk about this type of love. This is the type of love we are to have with our spouse. You measure it not based on what you receive, you measure it on what you give. If you are in any sort of a hostile or or abusive relationship, you need more than what we've talked about in the last 20 minutes. Okay, hear me clearly on that. If you are in an abusive, hostile, or or a relationship that you just cannot figure out, I want to beg you to come talk to me. I'll plug you in with a counselor. I'll plug you in with someone else. But, uh, but all the truths we have remain true, that that is the love that God puts before us. But never put yourself in harm's way. Okay, and so is, is that fair enough? A little disclaimer there that I, I want to make sure because I, I, I don't want to miscommunicate anything. But if you are in a marriage to where it is just difficult, you've, you've looked at all the different options. God does give uh, concessions for divorce. Um, I will say it's not God's plan, but the Bible is clear that there are concessions where he will give an out. And so some of you are in that scenario where, where you know, Scripture said it, he released you, and you did it. And that in, you honored God, you did all that. But some would be in a relationship where it's just a difficult season. It's a difficult time. And I tell you this, don't measure your love on how much you're receiving, but measure it on how much you are giving scripture says love each other in the same way that i have loved you there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for another god is love Have you heard the math problem if a equals b and b equals c then surely a equals c if god is love and love is patient guess what be patient Those are all these things uh, that that we need to be. Let me give you a few next steps that uh, Pastor Ed wanted you to hear this morning. And uh, this was uh, from his heart that, that, that he wanted you to hear. He goes, number one, make your marriage more than just about you. Make it about Jesus. And that's a covenant relationship right there. Make your marriage more about, uh, more than just about you and make it about Jesus. Number two, search the scriptures daily for truth that could and should be applied to your marriage. When, you, when you're in that difficult time and you have a hard time giving the love, seek out the scriptures. And then third, remember that when you have these three levels of commitment, a happy and healthy marriage will be the natural byproduct of that marriage let me pray and then i'm going to ask uh, steve and family uh, to come up father we love you and father you are a good god father be with cherry right now be with aaron lord with sterling and and father we can only only imagine the celebration that would be going on in heaven right now father how we would love to be there Lord, we we just pray that you would, Father, give us comfort, and then, Father, on top of all that, may we remember the type of love that you have for Larry. Father, may we remember the type of love that you have for us, not dependent on anything. Father, just a pure, unconditional love. We thank you for that. We thank you deeply for that. And Father, I pray that I could love my spouse in that same way. And Father, I pray that that would be the model that would go before my friends, this community. And Lord, just to mirror the love that you have. Father, for Steve, we pray for them. And Father, right now as the church, as we kind of gather around them, Lord, I pray that you would help us to celebrate, uh, Lord, just an incredible journey of 17 years. And then, Father, for what's next, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. I want to ask you to stand, and, and uh, Steve, Holly, and, and uh, Tyler, Austin, y'all come on up. And we do want to, uh, uh, yeah, y'all come on up here. And this is the mo- okay, there's Dalton. I thought he was going to stand me up. <laughs> Steve, we have this nice bouquet of flowers for you. <laughs> no, you've got to give it to Holly first. That's more important. Nope,
1: oh, Steve, Sorry. it was a joke. I <laughs>
0: thought he was going to take it. Oops. And then Steve, uh, uh, Ed, Ed specifically picked up this Bible for you, wanted you to have it as you uh, study God's Word and remember. And uh, I... I can't say it enough how much I love this man and this family. We've we've journeyed together uh, for a a very long time, and uh, yeah. And uh, we're gonna we'll find other ways to celebrate with Ed. And I know it it, it is killing Ed that he could not be there is no pastor that loves his staff in fact you said that I think when you announced and uh, and so I assure you this is just getting Ed that he cannot be here to hug Steve's neck in front of all you guys but uh, we're gonna have a, a reception after come by uh, say you know how much you love and everything like that grab a cupcake uh, in the connection center right after that. that's uh, right behind this walls. If, if you're visiting with us come see me in the hospitality room I'll be on the bottom floor on the left hand side I'd love to talk with you if you've got an issue going on if covenant if covenant relationship either number one in your marriage is not working you need to talk about that or if uh, if you never understood that God wants to have a covenant relationship with you then uh, come see me too in the hospital room I'd love to talk with you about that and that's really what makes this just a little bit more easy because when you have a, a friend who is a Christ follower like Steve it's you know it, it's not goodbye but but it's still difficult and uh, I think the love uh, I mean the love we have is not going to go away and I look forward to a lot more uh, time together. I'm going to ask uh, Dalton to pray over uh, the family. In fact why don't y'all come down here and would a few of you who feel led just come and and, uh, he broke his microphone on the last day. (laughs) Now would a few of you come and surround Steve and Holly and Austin and uh, Tyler and let's just pray over them.
1: And Steve I just want you to know I love you and You've been a great friend and brother. And thank you for your service here and for loving all of us. I've seen you love so many people. And you've taught me how to worship and the heart of worship. And we are so grateful for you. Father, I pray that you would go before uh, Stephen and Holly. That you would place your hand of blessing on their heads as they embark on this new adventure in life together. Lord, I thank you for the love that he has had For all of your people throughout the many years of his service here in magnolia from volunteering To full-time shepherding god. We just thank you for him Lord, thank you for his love. Thank you for holly and what she's done not just in this church But in the community in the schools and her love for you has shined uh, so brightly So father we thank you for the light that they are God, I pray that you would go before them and prepare for what is next For the people they will meet, the people they will love, the people that they will disciple. I pray that you would prepare the hearts of those people. Lord, we know that you are a good God. And every moment we have, including this one, is a good moment. So we thank you, Father. May you be glorified. And I know that it is Steve and Holly's desire for you to receive all the glory. That has been their life's work. Their life's motto is for you to receive the glory, to be enthroned on the worship of your people. May what they started here continue on for generations to come. As they have been faithful to you, may the next generation also be faithful to you. Father, we love you, and we look forward to what you have in store. In the precious and holy and perfect name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen.